Hello, and welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, San Francisco's oldest and by far most innovative public radio station. What amazes me about that, Ken, is that these little quiet conversations we start down at Philosopher's Corner on this subject or that subject can extend eventually all the way around the world thanks to the magic of KALW Radio and the World Wide Web. John, that sounds like a plug. That sounds like a plug for KALW's live audio stream at www.kalw.org. It was a plug, Ken, but was it propaganda? That's the topic of today's show. Propaganda. What is it? How does it differ from other forms of information and what if anything, is wrong with it. Well, you know, propaganda, I know that when I see it. It's all this false information that comes streaming at you through the media, through political discourse. It's everywhere, and it's really evil, I think. Well, you know, Ken, just to be an old uh, foot of a scholar about it, instead of taking a random walk through your memory banks, why don't we look at the OED definition of propaganda? It's interesting to see that the word comes from the Roman Catholic Church. In 1622, Pope Gregory founded the Congregatio de Propaganda Fide, the Congregation for Propagating the Faith. Presumably, in those days, there was no negative connotation to propaganda, but the current meaning is the systematic dissemination of doctrine, rumor, or selected information to propagate or promote a particular doctrine, view, practice. Frequently, this is the comment, it's frequently used in a derogatory way, and it sounds like it should be. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, but to be uh, a little bit of a little bit resistant here, you know, it seems to me that some propaganda maybe is a good thing. So I wonder about that derogatory thing. So, you know, a general, a soldiers are about to go into battle and the general is trying to steal their nerves. And he gives this rousing speech that tells them, go defeat the enemy and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't tell them. <laughs> 40% of you are going to be killed, and another 20% are going to be wounded. We don't blame him for that, do we? So, I mean, is propaganda really necessarily bad? Well, that's a good question. I think it, it's partly, uh, as we say, a semantic issue, what we mean by it. Do we use the word propaganda more like sex or more like adultery? That is, is it just uh, something that goes on all the time and in some cases is appropriate and in some cases it's inappropriate? Or is it something that's intrinsically bad? Maybe it's, uh, uh, Maybe it's... Always bad, but it's much worse in some cases than others. A venal sin, to continue our Roman Catholic uh, uh, idea here, a venal sin if you're a used car salesman or a general, a mortal sin if you're one's own government lying right. and propagandizing your own so people. So you think maybe uh, commercial ent entities, like car, car companies, car salesmen, all those sort of advertising companies don't necessarily have an obligation to tell us the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but maybe a political party or a, or, or a government official does, so it's okay for governments to, uh, it's bad for governments to propagandize, but not so bad for uh, commercial entities to market, i.e. propagandize? Well, maybe it's bad for commercial entities to propagandize, but there's kind of a law of the jungle there. The the car salesmen that don't, that, that you know, a car salesman that gave you the whole truth and nothing but the truth 
probably wouldn't make enough commissions to uh, survive. So you're going to end up with the car salesmen that are a bit more persuasive and maybe deceptive. Yeah. Maybe that's unfair to car salesmen. But, maybe, but there's something really wrong when the government lies to its own people. Yeah, or misleads. I, I don't know if you have to lie to propagandize, but you just have to manipulate in a way. You can manipulate somebody into believing the truth. But what about, okay, we got the commercial entities like car companies and the government. What about journalists and the media? They're supposed to have some kind of privileged role in our society. Do you think... Uh, do you think it's all right for them to be organs of propaganda? It seems to me they're becoming more and more organs of propaganda. Well, I, I agree with that assessment, and I think it's even worse for the journalists to propagandize than for the government. I mean, we've got the First Amendment there so that the journalists can, can uncover the truth and keep the government from lying to us and keep special interest groups from lying to us. So if the journalists end up lying to us and talking about spin zones and no spin zones when that's the exact opposite that's happening, that's that's really bad. Yeah, and it's really it's bad and it's depressing and I sure wish we could do something about it. You know what? We have a person who can help us think really systematically about this because he's, he's in deeply involved in, uh, in, in this issue. And that's our guest, Orville Schell, who's dean of the UC Berkeley Graduate School of Journalism. He's author of lots of things, 14 books, including his most recent, Virtual Tibet, uh, an, an older book called Dis Discos and Democracies. He's also written a preface uh, to a book that's really pertinent to our uh, to our, our discussion today, a book called Now They, uh, now they Tell Us. Dean Shell, welcome to Philosophy Talk. A oh, pleasure to be here. To hear the rest of this program, head to philosophytalk.org. Thank you for listening. And thank you for thinking.